This portion of the show is brought to you by FreshRoofOfNAZ.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Angela joins me uh, for the kind of weekly roundup, uh, busy week that we've we've had warm out there. Yeah. I mean, are we it's gonna really we're really yeah, warm yeah, this for is, this time of year? Yeah, this is a. But but it's not um, going to last. I think it's like oh, through the weekend, to, and that's it. I was just about to say Al Gore was right. <laughs> it just took a little longer than he thought. Yeah. I'm almost a believer now, so I know it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be cool. Yeah, Monday when we're out there trying to get some geese and duck. I know for, it's kind of wishing season. It, it might hold out for you guys, but no, no I'd luck. rather have it cooler. I'd rather have it cooler than than dealing with this the the warmth. But it's kind of nice. I mean, we'll be whining that it's too cold here. What? Two days from now, three yeah. days from now. Well, but and then we'll get five feet of snow. We're in Verde Valley, and it's like in the 90s today, and but. Yeah, on Monday it's going to be sixty where you're at, so that's yeah. that's a big difference there. Sixty for a high, that's perfect. Like sixty two. Yeah. Or what are what are they saying now for the winter? You were looking at yeah, um, El Nino is coming. Okay, and so they're predicting. I mean, generally when an El Nino year is here, the southern kind of portion of the U.S. has uh, wetter and cooler conditions, kind of mm. in general, mm. and the northern part has a little bit warmer and. And not so, maybe yeah, okay, like big well. storms and, but or it might have like more bigger storms, but um. Well, didn't they say last altogether. year? Last year was an, an El Nino, wasn't it? No, I I don't know about last year, but this well, year when we got like fifteen feet of snow, or yeah, I don't know what that, that number was. is. I mean, it keeps growing. That's what's going to happen by time you know twenty years from now. We're going to be like, remember the winter twenty three when we got thirty eight feet of snow yeah. <laughs> and we had to walk uphill both no, ways. No, I don't know what that was. I don't know how they explain that one. Yeah, that just but, happened. But this yeah, winter coming going. up okay. just should be cooler and wetter, possibly for us. I'll mark Arizona. this down. I'll mark this down so we can come back to it. And it's like it doesn't snow at all. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those dry winters. We'll, well see. at least maybe we have a little bit of an advance warning so we can be prepared. Maybe. No, oh, I don't I'm know because last year we were yeah. t- kind of like all of us were caught off guard and well, who we ain't prepared <laughs> after last year? So I mean, some people like me went out and bought a tractor, yeah. So I can remove True. mass amounts of snow. Everybody bought extra shovels. You got 15 yeah. bags of salt left. And we over. all know that. I mean, what we're going to deal with in a winter, winter, but getting 13, 14 feet of snow is yeah, quite unusual. So everyone was a little like, whoa. Yeah, that's just <laughs> and, well, especially, and we'll get to here in just a few minutes. Well, no, this just this bleeds over good, and we'll get to the updates on what's going on in the, in the Middle East and um, and Israel and Biden's discussion or speech last night to the nation, uh, in which he promised or requested a lot more uh, additional Aid. funds, more money, more money, more money. Remember that? What was that? In living color. Back in the 90s. Um, and then also the good news today was the release of the two hostages. So yeah. we'll touch on all that here, get you an update on that, plus wrap up uh, some of the biggest news items of the week, uh, including what's going on in D.C. with the speaker um, debacle that continues yeah. on. Um, but no, it, it, I think a lot of people were caught off guard last year because they have not really experienced a traditional northern Arizona winter. Mm-hmm. Because we hadn't had a good one in, 
I think 2010 was the time when we got yeah, that was a big one. those really big storms. And just think about how many people have moved to Arizona since then. So then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, you know, I was told when I moved from California or New York or Michigan or something, you know, the states that they're fleeing from that, hey, it's Arizona. I saw the commercial. There's rattlesnakes everywhere and it's 120, you know, yeah. in December practically. Right. So I think a lot of people were caught off guard. And people don't realize how mountainous Arizona is until you really get into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you just fly in the Sky Harbor, you know, and then zip over to Vegas and do kind of the, the hotspot thing, you don't see it. Um, but you have information on the numbers. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, that, was so, your, that was your cue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just go right up so, there. <laughs> so uh, we, we in Arizona are receiving more Californians than before, as if, we, I mean, with, if you could imagine arms. having even more, there's more. <laughs> um, it went up from 69,000 in 2021 to 74,000 last year in 2022. You mean just in one year? Yeah. Moving in. Yeah, from not, California. Not, not like we have 74,000 total Californians here. No, that's Oh, that's new. just one year. That's, that's new. That's new Californians. Yeah. So Ooh. there were a lot of Californians moving to Texas, and then I guess the housing prices went up and whatever. So now we're getting more here than we whoa, were. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. I know housing prices have gone up all over the country. I was talking with Kelly Broadus about this yesterday. Was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, but Arizona's housing prices have spiked up. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would I, think we've spiked I, yeah. up more than, than Texas. Well, that's the re- that's how they're explaining this, that huh. l- Texas has gotten less Californians over the same time period, and Florida and Arizona have gotten more. Oh, I was just going to say, we are closer, but then Florida, you kind of threw me out uh, on that one. Yeah. Okay, so, right. six, so, so 70... So in 2021, there was 69,000 new... In one year. Yeah. Okay. 2022, 5,000 more than the year before, so 74,000... New Californians have have moved here. Right. And it does concern me a little bit because let's see if I can get myself in trouble here. (laughs) These must be, these are like these, the the, the new batch of Californians, they're a little slower than the previous batch (laughs) because it's taken them this long to get out of that state. Right. You know, so it's like it, it took. It took all of this. It took COVID. It took, you know, threats well, of unless extreme they were, taxation. I mean, say they okay, moved there in the like, last five years <laughs> and they're like, oh, this isn't what I thought. Yeah. And, you know, well, I'm just I got to get out if of here. You, if you just came here from California, I'm not saying you're slow. Okay, I'm, just, so, I'm just saying, hey, please don't bring your California crap with you. Yeah. You know, right, don't turn exactly. to Arizona. Don't say that I, I left California because it was so blah, 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 blah. Oh, you don't have that law here? We did this in California. We did it this way in California. Remember yeah. why you moved to Arizona, right. please. So, three, California has lost 343,000 last year, just last year, which is the highest of any state. 340. And the population of California, I believe, is 40 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but, that's, but that's still, significant. But still, they've lost more than any other state. Wait, wait. Okay. Did, do you have the number, though, of what they lost versus what they gained? Is that a net... Is that a net loss? You know, because obviously people moved to California at the same time. So I would imagine that they just, they've lost population. Yeah. You know, overall. So yeah. if they have that, 40 that's million my understanding minus what I was 300 reading. and whatever yeah. thousand right. people um, fled California for obvious reasons. I can, right. I can believe well, that. I and mean, then the second highest state to lose people was New York. I mean, go figure. People are leaving California and New York more than any other state. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. No, right. This is, yeah. This is no surprise here. Yeah. So okay. um, after gaining all the Californians and, and whatever, 
um, Phoenix has now hit over 5 million people in the metro area. So which the is Phoenix like, metro that's a, area. That's, you know, that's kind of that's a, Maricopa, a big deal. That's Maricopa County. That's just, yeah, the Phoenix yeah. metro. I think it includes some of Pinal County too, though. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like a milestone. And that made, makes Phoenix the 10th largest metro area in the country. In the nation. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why I've commented on this. I was kind of talking about this earlier in the week. When we drive up, a lot of times we're driving up north, uh, I-17 northbound from Verde Valley back to Flagstaff on a Sunday mm-hmm. mid-afternoon or so. And the traffic coming down is insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I remember when, but I remember when, like especially when I was in high school, which this was, we're talking, let's let's call it mid-90s ish mm-hmm. early to mid 90s right and every once in a while you'd make that trip from flagstaff to phoenix and there wasn't much traffic at yeah, all you kind of felt like we'll just zip right down just and zip, zip back down. Yep. and now it's just it's a lot busier it's a nightmare every direction both, yeah. both directions really i mean well yeah this, it just depends the when you're infrastructure it. needs to grow with the population growth Mm-hmm. And I, this thing I was reading was saying that like Prescott and Prescott Valley, that metro area is actually the third largest in the state. And then the Flagstaff metro area is the sixth largest. Oh, so, really? okay. I mean, when you're thinking about the the feeder routes for either of those areas, it's 17. And so you're going from the biggest metro area in the state to the third or the sixth. You're all using I-17. Yeah. And it just... I, it's all I, I don't being know the solution that. like right now, but the infrastructure needs to keep up for sure. Well, I mean, maybe we can take maybe that some of that hundred and twenty billion or whatever to Ukraine, and we just all get little mini planes. <laughs> I mean, that would we would yeah. have plenty of money to take sure. care of that. Yeah. The second largest metro area obviously would be Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, they okay, topped so. a million. Oh, they did just okay. over a million. Yeah. But no, I, I remember though when you used to drive down in the you didn't really hit the north end of Phoenix until you hit like the metro center. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, that was and, pretty and far north. Yeah, yeah, that was in the 90s. And then all of a sudden, you know, mid to late 90s, that anthem came up. And then ever since then, it's been basically it's traffic to Black Canyon City. And now it's just, and I know they're do, they're doing that third lane up Black Canyon, mm-hmm. I believe, or down, down and up, I think they're adding. Yeah, but I don't even know extra. if it's the entire way or if it's well, just yeah, a partial. Never, well, it's kind of like the hill um, outside of Camp Verde heading south. Yeah, that's like half of that. It's like you're, you know, you're almost like three quarters of the way up and you finally hit the um, the, the third pass. Yeah, and lane. it's only going up. It's and it's not only down. going up. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Well, yesterday when I, uh, after I um did some errands and then i was heading down to uh, camp Verde to go to that water meeting and i told you about this yesterday there's this water adjudication thing that's going on for basically think of all the the, the Verde river and all the tributaries and all that there's uh lawyers tinkering and lawsuits of brewing and the dollar judge- signs are, yeah, are getting yeah, more yeah. bigger and bigger judgments are happening so if i want to remind everybody if you live in anywhere in the Verde valley and you're near any kind of body of water you better look at what's going on because you may have to do some things if you have a well, mm-hmm. because um, those are definitely all kind of targeted at this point. To what degree, I don't know. Could be a big nothing burger. The judge could come in and say, well, these it's 10,000 wells throughout the Verde Valley. And in the 1960s, I think there was 1,000. So all these wells have come up. And supposedly, it's like an SRP thing or whatever, and they have the water rights. They want the Verde to be free flowing, and you know, as I do, I want the I don't want a dried up river. 
of course, I, I, I'm, a, I'm just always a little suspect. They want it free flowing so it can flow down to those, would you say so five they can million? Have it. <laughs> yeah, those five million people in, their, in the valley their, with their, their grass lawns and the golf courses and the swimming pools and. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like thinking here, okay, there's, let's say there's 10,000 wells, so 10,000 households. What are we talking here? 30,000 people, 40,000 people right. in, the, in the wells affected area. And you look at that and you look at the Phoenix metro area and it's like, that's not even an anthem. And they oh, yeah. pop those up all the time and they don't really, they say they have to have a source of water and this and that, but you're like, you're coming after us uh, up, up upstream, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that are just like, okay, we got a well, we're rural and we're not all living on top of each other. Well, and but we we're don't the have targets. like, gi- some people do, but most of those 10,000, I would bet don't have gigantic tracts of land that we're using up all the water for our, you know, fields and, you know. No. I mean, I, some it, of them do, yeah. but well, there's, a there's, lot of them are just for general household use. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's what the question I asked yesterday. I was like, well, okay, let's just talk about a regular, let's say, 2,000 square foot house, family of three or four or whatever. I mean, are we going to be like hauling our water? Are mm-hmm. they going to meter the well? I mean, what? why are they even going after this? Especially people who have... A lot of these wells have been put in since the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and it's like, now this is a problem? Well, and if you meter the well, you you still use the water. You're just, you'd well, just yeah. be paying so, for it, right? So to me, at that point, as soon as you say, oh, we got to meter the well, it's, like, it's I'm, just I'm a like, money thing. Oh, so you just needed some money. Oh, but we're going to regulate it because you, you know, if you meter it, then you can do tiered rates and all that crap. So oh, the, but- the more you use, but still, people, if you have a lawn, you're going to, I know people in Flagstaff, they went to the tiered rates. Yeah, people took. We used to have a small lawn. Yeah. Took it out, but yeah. but if you want a lawn, you're like, I don't care. I'm just going to water. Three months and, of the year, and, it's going to be higher. Money. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just I want people to be aware of that because I think this could be maybe a big nothing burger to a royal pain in the butt, and I don't think a lot. I just don't think a lot of people are aware of it. So probably not. I would look at Arizona Department of uh, Water Resources and you know maybe call them, ask them, hey, what's going on with the. Uh, Verde River adjudication. They'll probably know what you're talking about or not. I'll try to get some experts on as time mm-hmm. time goes on. But one thing they were telling me at this meeting is if you have a well and like you bought your house, let's say 10 years ago or whatever, and you know when you buy your house, you do the deed and they record the deed of trust or anything. They don't do anything with the well though. So the mm-hmm. your well has a serial number on it. And I guess you need to go, and I'm going to do it this weekend. I'll let you know how it turns out. You need to go on a, Arizona Department of Water Resources and you need to match your well with the sale because it may still be registered as the person who put it in back in 1982. Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. And they're saying that if you don't get your name correct, that's a big problem as hmm. they adjudicate this thing. Hmm. So beware the lawyers and the busybodies. They're circling. Are, they are a tinkering. So I, I just think it's important for people to, to be aware of that. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, try to get to a couple comments and a bunch more news updates as well. Hang tight. All right. Uh, let's see here. Who's first up? Sportsman's Bar and Grill. It's a great time to head on out to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Let me see if I... Yeah, turn, we always have a, a great time when we go there and yeah. you know, watch your, your sports you like or yeah. or just hang out with your friends or family. I got a new system here. Four, so I'm a $4 little, menu. I'm a little slow on this new system. We yeah. got. My portable system's been upgraded, <laughs> I think. Anyway, yeah, Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Basha Shopping Center. Go check that out. Um, great food, great specials. They got the $4 menu you can get. So much stuff that'll fill you up, and it's good food. I think it might be clam chowder night tonight. I'm not sure, though. Hmm. 
Don't hold me to that. Great drink specials, too, though. Uh, lots of sports action and all kinds of games going on. I think they got 17 TVs there. Uh, stop on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Hang tight. Back in a minute. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Now, here's why. Most insurance companies, they use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Now, when you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop on by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading, and it'll save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass before, as I have, you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointments necessary. Just stop on in. Most chip repairs take 10 to 15 minutes. Remember, always call Diamond Auto Glass first, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. All right, welcome back. So let me ask you this, because all these people are moving to Phoenix, well, Arizona, but most of them are moving to the Phoenix metro area, Um, other areas to lesser degree, and then they're all buying a second home in Flagstaff, Prescott, and Sedona, and uh, and some other places, right? Right. Uh Apparently, and that's, uh, you know, that's why I I don't see, and I, I don't have a crystal ball, and I always put the disclaimer out, don't take my advice when it comes to real estate investing or anything to do with your money. But for me and our family, we've made this calculated decision that no matter what happens, there's going to be five, maybe six million before, you know, people in the Phoenix area and they move there and then summer hits just like when winter hits in Flagstaff, you're like, Oh, what'd I move into summer hits? And they're like, I need another place. And they get a job at like one of the big chip companies there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of people to bleed off to these other places that don't have a lot of housing. Right. So if you think yeah. about 5 million people and you just got a couple hundred thousand that are very, very well off, very high paying yeah. jobs. And then, then you throw in up. 200 days or whatever per year above 90 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I got to get out of here. And they go to White Mountains or Prescott mm-hmm. or Flagstaff. So they're sucking up the second homes. They're sucking up, which are which is somebody else's primary home quite frankly, right. could be. Um, then the, the vacation rentals get sucked up. So that's housing housing stock out of the market mm-hmm. because people want to come and stay for it. They can only stay for a weekend or two. They're whatever. They, you know, yeah. they got to go back to work in Phoenix. Then you see all the traffic going yeah. down. So we do have that big well, in- infrastructure And the issue. strange thing I was just reading today is that Phoenix is not ranked high on best places to live. Well, yeah, and that's the question I was going to ask you. So <laughs> all these people so are they, moving So they might here. work there and live there you know, mainly move, live there, but they want to get out on the weekends. And so if it's not ranked very high, because usually it's like, I want to live there because of like, I'll pick on Flagstaff again. I want to live there because look at those beautiful mountains. Look at the, the temperatures are pretty good. Most of the time, even when we have a hellish winter, you get times where it warms up enough. The snow melts off, except for mm-hmm. early in the season. 
So why are they moving? It must be the jobs. Uh, yeah, Transferring I mean, jobs, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the weird thing is, I, well, Phoenix ranks like 110 out of 150 of the biggest metro areas. How many metro? I, I mean, that's. We must be talking some pretty small cities when you're talking that many yeah. metro So areas. this is according to U.S. News and World Report. And you never know how Accurate objective these is. things yeah. are yeah. and, you know, what... I mean, they use stuff like the health care availability and yeah. the, the crime and the education and air quality. And they use all these things, but you don't know. Like, I don't know how subjective some of these things are and who's deciding what's yeah what what is you know what do they use for that yeah yeah. but the weird thing is is that even though the cost of living is higher like in san francisco and new york and you know other they they still rank higher than phoenix so it's not the cost of living in these places san francisco ranks higher than Mm -hmm. no that's this is rigged i don't trust it well okay San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco, okay, San Francisco now, I mean, I've heard like, yeah, there's yeah, just boatloads like, of people leaving, yeah, but I, maybe historically, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Because, I don't know when this was done. San Francisco, Bruce Sidlinger and I were talking about this earlier in the week. That needs to go like, um, you know, file for bankruptcy. Right, it's right, It's just right. like wholesale. Okay, so maybe that apart. wasn't a good, a good example, but at least on this thing I was reading, San Francisco was ranked higher. Yeah. So it's strange that even a place with a really high cost of living... It's still ranked higher. Yeah, interesting. So I guess, uh, I don't know how how the metrics all li- line up, but... All right, yeah. your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you on this one. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done that yet, look up Orvitz and hit that subscribe button. Appreciate everybody who's done that. All right, Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona, great deal going on right now. Uh, for my listeners, you get, normally it's 30% off, uh, 35% off when you call Gutter Helmet. And you better do this pretty soon because it is going to get colder. It's going to get harder to put this great system in. 40 years of experience. Uh, lifetime, the, the lifetime transferable warranty is awesome as well. Keeps all the debris all that stuff out of your gutters so that way your gutters flow freely which if you've been around long enough you know that's a huge problem especially in winter with ice dams and all that call or text carl the gutter helmet man right now 928-318-6555 928-318-6555 that's 928-318-6555 or go to gutterhelmetsnaz.com All right, last year, Angela and I got all new blind shutters and shades. Well, we didn't do blind shutters and shades. Just blinds. Just blinds. If you wanted to do blind shutters (laughs) or shades, you could call the Blind Brothers and get a great set of blinds, shutters, or shades. And sometimes I joke Our force fields. Our blinds are, are kind of similar to shutters. They just don't open the way that a shutter does, but they yeah. they look similar. They horizontal, I guess, yeah. the wood, like well, the wooden the, ones. Yeah. Yeah. So they're great. And... Uh, 
They've they've done a great job for so many people. Got a great response from uh, folks throughout Northern Arizona who have used the Blind Brothers. Uh, mention the Jeff Orvitz show, you get up to half off the installation, which I highly recommend because you don't want to do it yourself. And they do a great job. Call the Blind Brothers nine two eight six three four twenty four twenty three nine two eight six three four twenty four twenty three, or you can go to theblindbrothers.com. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. We got a special treat for you in a few minutes. Owen will be on. We got a new tool for uh, duck yeah, and geese they're ge- coming up. Gearing up. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know. It's going to be annoying. Yeah. You'll want to wait for this They're one. They're getting decoys and all okay. kinds of stuff ready. You know our borders are open and porous, and everybody's just pouring on through, literally. Um, yesterday, I told you on the show that supposedly the Biden administration is closing up those floodgates that they had opened on the southern border, like over by, uh, what is it, mm-hmm. Sasabi? Is that how you pronounce that? Sasabi? Yeah, okay. Sasabi? Mm-hmm. Something sure. like that. You, down sounds like south of Tucson. That yeah. sounds pretty good. Um, so supposedly they're, they're sealing those up because everybody's just having a field day, just like having a picnic under there and then coming over. And nobody even tries to avoid getting detected. Well, they don't have to now yeah. because they just come across and say they, they're seeking asylum. And, and they get processed yeah. and moved on and, and, and carried on uh, to the next place. But apparently that's what's happening throughout the whole immigration chain of events as people come over from as far as everywhere really africa asia and they wind up in south america and and push up i mean this must be a multi-month multi-year ordeal really for people to eventually they want to get up to the u.s or canada although if i was coming from certain parts of africa sub-saharan africa where things are just been jacked up forever you figure even south america would be huge you know getting into argentina or chile or you know, places like that. Um, but anyway, I've always said, hey, maybe we should just work with Mexico to seal up the border in southern Mexico because they have an illegal immigration problem down there. And that's a, mm-hmm. a smaller distance to seal up mm-hmm. or even go further down because people are actually coming up. There's a place um, north of um, what is that? Colombia. When you enter North America in, into Central America there uh, in Panama, it's called the Darien Gap. Mm-hmm. And it used to be impenetrable, jungle, swampland, this and that. Right, so you'd like have you to could, like fly from yeah, one to the other or, or have some kind of boat. Or, or raft or something. It wasn't possible by land. Yeah, but apparently more and more people have beat down a path through mm-hmm. this jungly area. And the reason was that through. because it was like swampy and yeah, yeah just yeah. kind of impassable. Okay, so what's happening is interesting. You were yeah, reading an so article... The, the people like are a lot from Venezuela right now because you know we've all heard about the Venezuelans have the visas and whatever right the work visas 
And so a lot of them are like, well, I'm heading up. And like you said, coming from all over South America, but they just kind of work their way up through this corridor. Country after country. And so Panama and Costa Rica have now, I mean, I don't know if you'd call it teamed up, but they're doing the same thing, which is busing thousands of these migrants through the Darien Gap up Mm. into Costa Rica and then dumping them off at the border in Nicaragua. Which okay. is, you know, Costa Rica and Nicaragua share a border. Hmm. So they're just kind of popping them on a bus. And yeah, I mean, you, anyone who's been there knows that you could travel through Costa Rica in a day, like less than a day, you know, from oh, one yeah, end yeah. to the other, from yeah. north to south These to north. These are very small countries. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do that in, in less than a day. And so they're just. Stunningly beautiful, yeah. I might add, Costa Rica. Oh, right. And yeah. But these people, yeah, I mean. They're, just they're not there for beauty. And yeah. they're not getting a job either or anything like that in Costa Rica. No, they're just literally like we're on our way to the U.S. and they're just okay. passing through. So but th- the government thing are- was like, you know, DeSantis and, you know, the governor in Texas, Abbott and, and you know, others have been kind of shipping migrants out of their states, but they send them to another state in the U.S. And these countries are literally like Sending not even the allowing country. them in their country and they're just dumping them off in the next country. So... Yeah. They're kind of doing what we're doing, but getting out of it's getting like them Rambo. out of their Remember country. Remember Rambo? You know the sheriff. Like, yeah, uh, Rambo's coming through, and he's like, he busts, he brings them through the town, and yeah. you know, drops them off o- outside. I the have town. heard from some people who are in law enforcement, especially in the seventies and eighties, if there was a problem like with someone, especially if they're kind of maybe a drunk, they're always in a drunk tank, or they're just like kind of the known troublemaker. They would. um ship them over to the next town (laughs) and and that used to but then that's always a problem because the next town before you does the same thing yeah and next thing you know well that's what they're doing there is they're just putting their country for and like yeah um we we can't handle that influx any more than the next country can yeah so they're just moving along oh yeah so they're just they're just like busing thousands of people a day just yeah we'll we'll get you through it makes it makes more sense than them staying there and being a tax perhaps right. on their system and even if we pressure them to like oh, you got to handle your border and can control your immigration <laughs> what are we which, do? who In, are we to talk right yeah, yeah but even that's not swaying them they're just like we can't handle that people so we're just gonna <laughs> get rid of you them you said something key there who are we to talk that's that's a good point that you know we just can't make as far as you know the u.s anymore around the world as the yeah, example how, how can we really how can we talk put pressure on anyone yeah how can we talk <laughs> when it's like yeah, you need to take care of your border. And it's like, well, wait a second. We don't take care yeah, of our border. Yeah. You guys are spending too much money. You need to get your budget out of control. Oh, wait a second. You know, yeah. we don't do that. You need to do this Saturday. It's like we're not, we're no longer that role model because right. we've been jacked up on so many different things. Yeah. So, uh, look, I, what I would probably do is if I had the, um, the, the, the levers of power is I would seal up those borders for now and say, let's, We've got a lot of people in this country. What's the population of the U.S. now? Three, three forty. You know, there's probably twenty, yeah. thirty million. Uh, who knows how many that are here illegally? Mm-hmm. We're taking. We're going to take a three-year break or whatever, five-year mm-hmm. break. Um, let's just t- take it year by year. We're going to take a year break from any kind of immigration coming in for now um, until we sort out what we've got here, and then we're going to look at it and say, okay, we have. For some reason, we have a nursing shortage or something. Oh, well, you know, we're going to take more people from this country. And a lot of times it's countries like 
quite frankly, India and some of the countries in Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. that have a lot of people in those professions, right? And so maybe we're like, okay, we're taking 5,000 people because we have a need for this profession. Yeah, we should be looking out not as a refugee dump, you know, for everybody in the world, but what do we need? Because this is our country. It's not their country. We're not here to, we want to help people as Americans, but that's not our sole purpose in existence. We've first got to help our own country so that we're strong enough to help others when the yeah, need arises. You're talking about a merit-based system, though, yeah, which yeah, is talk, something that talk. our country has gone away from, oh, um, yeah. from universities on on up and down the yeah. chain. It's yeah, not yeah, merit-based yeah. anymore no, it's not. on all these things for admittance or into the boardroom or whatever the case may be. It's not necessarily based on merit. It might be somewhat, but there, there's a lot of... Places no, you, you, that literally are not based on merit at all. Once again, you're dead on. Which is the same as I'm immigration. just saying, when I say things like, you know, this is like the world I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah. And I'm well aware of the world that we actually live in. Um, but yeah, we don't. Have, you're right. I mean, uh, there's there's all kinds of quotas being filled. California tried that quota, that the, the quota based on race and gender. For boardrooms. And, and this and yeah. that. Totally unconstitutional. But how long did it, you know, how many people got... Uh, omitted from different positions mm-hmm. that were more qualified than someone else. Bruce Sidlinger has been on the program many times talking about uh, air traffic control, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- those positions being filled. Uh, I don't know if he and I talked earlier in the week. What was that, Tuesday he was on? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, talking about, uh, I think it was the Marines, and they had there was a big article about how there was only one uh, black uh, Marine pilot Right. And this mm-hmm. guy's top of his game. You know, he's, he's a great pilot and all that. And he's like, well, I never really thought about it. But yeah, they, yeah, I'm like the only one. So the Marines have actively tried to recruit, you know, other people. You know, most of the pilots are white guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know why that's how it is. But you start getting into that mindset of, oh, we have to fill these numbers with you a know, certain then, type yeah, or that, and, color. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's just to me, that's that's wrong. Gender. You know, basing anything on exactly. on those yeah. decisions, but you're right. Yeah, we we've gone so far away from the merit based system. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just and, ridiculous. And it's not just immigration. It's yeah. like I was listing off all the other we're places. The, we're the dumping ground, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're just kind of the the world chumps, I guess, that just take it. You know. Mm-hmm. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, uh, if your smartphone is misbehaving. <laughs> You go to Just they Wireless all do from time yeah. to time. Yeah, Just Wireless will take care of it for you. Uh, just Wireless, where you can get your smartphone repaired, and if that doesn't work, and usually they can fix just about anything—batteries, charging ports, etc., cetera, etc.—you cetera, uh, can check out their great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless. Uh, right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. So no matter where you're at in northern, northern Arizona, stop by Just Wireless, save a bunch of money, uh, get more information by going to JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. Angela and I switched uh, and have been switching to Allstate Insurance Agency here for the past, oh, Year, year yeah. 15 months, maybe. Yeah, it took us mm-hmm. a while and took us a while to bring them on as a sponsor before we were like, hey, they offer great service. Uh, Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722, 774-8722. Uh, home insurance, boats, RVs, motorcycle, off-road vehicles, 
business owners, life insurance, I mean, anything you need, Eric and Lisa Boatner, they've got it for you. Give them a call, 928-774-8722. That's 928-774-8722. Hang tight. Oh, a special surprise coming up for you. Hang tight. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show All right, my son Owen joins me. What do you got there, Owen? No, just, just, just let's hear it. Not too close to that. I don't want to blow out somebody's eardrums here. Ready? Oh, sorry, I think you blown in the wrong hand. <laughs> I think no, it wasn't right. Okay, okay. That sounds like a party popper. Here, let me <laughs> let me try the thing here. We got a goose call. It's Goose Commanders from the Duck Dynasty people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah we're getting this is going to be an expensive goose if we get one. We're going to oh, have yeah. to get a lot, uh, c- considering you got a brand new uh, twenty gauge shotgun from Timberline Firearms and Training. Thanks, Rob and Elise. It's a, been great. So it didn't knock you on your butt. No, it actually didn't have that much kick. Yeah, semi-automatic. So I think that's that helps the the kick a little bit. I did get you a little higher. Uh, uh, charge round though for the geese because they're they got really thick skin. So anyway, yeah, we're going out on Monday. I'm not sure if I'm if we're going to have a a wonderful wonderful uh, rerun for you Monday or if I'll make it back in time. I'll have something set up for you real good. Um, but we'll be out first thing early Monday. Don't tell them where. Yep. I mean, we would tell you where we're going, but we'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to do it or we'd have to do this for a long time oops i blew it the wrong way it's an awful call we're gonna scare him away yeah <laughs> we'll do okay we'll do okay so yeah we're, we're looking forward to that so camping camping getting up early the next morning and shooting some geese hopefully yeah getting up super early probably five four thirty five o'clock we want to be in the we got a blind uh this will be fun because we got grandpa coming too and uh and uh, Bob Thorpe's going to join us as well. So the four of us will be out there trying to pop some off. So I think we'll do it. We'll, we'll be good. I'll crawl around in that, in, you know, those where we're going if I have to. Oh, yeah. We might have to crawl through the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, if so, necessary. So we're, we're trying that. All right, so we're going to practice that. You, you keep practicing that, Owen. And he's making a bunch of... Uh, uh, silhouette decoys as well so where you, you cut them out and then they see them as you're flying in so yeah we're gonna have fun i think would be it'd be a good time it's supposed to get a little bit colder though uh let's see a couple other items here from this week the on this the congressional side of things if you missed this one former navajo nation jonathan nez he announced that he's going to challenge uh and he's a democrat he's going to challenge republican eli crane and cd2 uh, announced that earlier in the week. Another one on on um, 
uh, congressional politics here in Arizona. Debbie Lesko is out. She has decided to retire. I thought she was on like her second or third term. It might have been her third term uh, that she was serving in Congress. Uh, She said, I think the quote was, D.C. is broken. So sounded like me. She was like, I'm done. This is I'm not getting anywhere here and frustrated if I can translate that at least Um, running at least the one of the declared candidates. This is a heavily favored Republican district uh, is um, Abe Hamaday. You know, you've heard of it. You've heard Abe Abe here on the show, obviously ran for attorney general and lost by man. It was like, I think I want to say 150, 200 votes, something like that. It It was a very small margin. There's still open lawsuit, I think, trying to explore those. Those ballots, I would say that's probably going to go nowhere. What if it did go somewhere, though? And he's like, he ran for Congress and then won that seat and then <laughs> wins the other seat and served two positions, I guess. Other names that are out there is Blake Masters, uh, the Speaker of the – is he a Speaker of the House or is he Senate President? Speaker of the House. Ben Toma, uh, Jan Brewer's name came up, uh, Representative Kern or Senator Kern. I, I just can't remember anymore. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And one more on – kind of congressional politics. The, there was a third round of voting for uh, Jim Jordan for the Speaker of the House position. He lost a couple more votes from Republicans. There's a solid group of 20. I think now it's over 22, something like that, that are saying, hey, um, I will. it's not going to happen. I will not vote for uh, Jim Jordan. So we continue to be speakerless. And, of course, you got Biden that's asking for, and i got to get you the details on this, 100 and what's the number 106 billion let's get our let's get our facts right here uh yeah 106 billion dollars that biden wants to send to uh israel and ukraine mostly to ukraine no really really into dumping money into ukraine uh so yeah a couple updates there for you uh love your comments talk with jeff at icloud.com uh, if you're checking out for the weekend hey uh subscribe to the podcast maybe we'll have a special yeah you want to do it yeah. Nope. Wrong end. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a party favor. Right? Like, you know, it's little, yeah. we could, this thing was like 30 bucks. We could have got one of the cheap ones from the, the dollar store or something. Anyway, if you're checking out, uh, have a great weekend and enjoy it out there. It looks beautiful. Um, if not more to come, hang tight back in a few. <laughs> <laughs> Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Now, here's why. Most insurance companies, they use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Now, when you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop on by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading, and it'll save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass before, as I have, you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointments necessary. Just stop on in. Most chip repairs take 10 to 15 minutes. Remember, always call Diamond Auto Glass first, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz and I started Flagstaff4Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number 4, Lease.com. That's Flagstaff4Lease.com. We've got 
everything from one to four bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff4Lease.com or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff4Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Okay. Does everyone have a bigger head than me and I just don't see this? Because, like, you have Mark over or Rob or whoever, Bruce... And then I go put the headset on, and I'm like, dang, it's like extended to the max. And so I thought, well, it's just they got bigger head than me. But then Owen was on, and it's like I'm still making the headset <laughs> smaller even after him, and he's 11. <laughs> I, I, you lost me at bigger head. I was thinking like ego and, and all that, and then I was like, what are you no, talking like about? Yeah, your head, head yeah, circumference. You, yeah, you and Olivia have smaller head circumference than probably than average. Owen? Yeah, Owen's got a big head. I mean, didn't we have to... No, that was Isabel we had to take in for the CAT scan when she was well, a baby. Yeah. Because her head was bigger than her... She was like falling over. It's like a bubble yeah, head. Right. <laughs> She's Owen, grown I, into okay. it, though. She's grown I'm, into it. I, I, I've known Owen has a big head since, gonna, the, I, since I, the day of his birth. Okay. I thought you were going to say, I've known Owen for a while, but uh, sorry, go no, ahead. <laughs> I know, but um, hmm. yeah, I, I didn't know that it was still bigger than mine. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Seriously, I had I to sh- make it smaller, the I, headset. That that was my, uh, if you weren't listening last hour, and some of you have made have decided not to listen to the second hour after we did our goose calls several times. <laughs> yeah, right. That was our bad, bad goose call. We, I had if, to leave the room. Yeah, if I don't have that perfected by Monday, I may just uh, skip out on that altogether. Can you just get, you, you get a recording of one, and you just get it on a speaker, and you just play you your You just speaker. do it on your phone, yeah, they actually have those. And get I, your little wireless speaker. Yeah, but I mean, I just it gives me something to do i mean sitting there with a smartphone while you're outside enjoying nature (laughs) you know playing a youtube goose call i mean when you can make your own bad goose call you know (laughs) i think that's much better anyway all right thanks for sticking around with us on a crazy end of the week show um (laughs) uh love to hear from you as always talk with jeff at icloud.com that's talk with jeff at icloud.com okay let's do a couple of updates what's going on in the middle east because we didn't we didn't really hit on any of that last hour uh, the USS Kearney has shot down, this is like over the last 24 hours, has shot down 15 drones and four missiles. It was during a nine-hour time span in, in the Northern Red Sea, some Fox News, uh, all of these heading to Israel. Hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't think we're, invo- we're involved in, I mean, we're literally involved in a, in a shooting war in a in an area that's, you know... Uh, the Middle East, that this thing is expanding and expanding. Uh, last night, Biden did his, he addressed the nation and he asked Congress for $106 billion. Uh, I want to break that down for you uh, here in just a second. Uh, the good news today was the two Americans hostages, two American hostages released by Hamas after the, uh, I guess, Qatari, Qatar, Qatari negotiations happened. Uh, so uh, mother and daughter were actually released. So yeah, that, that's that good. Is, that is really good Did they news. have to pay for their flight home? <laughs> yeah, right. Hasn't that happened in the past? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or did we drop, did we um, send a, a chopper over there and drop $6 billion or something? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, 
um, because usually these terrorists expect to be paid after mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. Uh, kidnap Americans. There's all kinds of warnings throughout the world, especially the Middle East, uh, including Turkey. We talked about that yesterday as far as, um, I guess, travel advisors or, <laughs> or be, get out. be on super alert. Well, yeah, you know, I saw the the headlines of, um, you know, if you're in Lebanon, get out. Really? Hmm. This was kind of like when Russia, you know, uh, yeah. Russia invaded Ukraine. And then you had the grinder thing and all that, and people who, who were uh, scooped up by Russia, by the, the well, FSB, the KGB, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're really, you're still there? I mean, okay, Lebanon may have been hard to get out of right away, but the people who were in Russia like six months later, yeah, yeah. They would not go to Russia, right, or right. Lebanon, or Gaza, or a lot of places. And now, you know, there's all kinds of State Department warnings about travel in a lot of places throughout the world, because obviously Americans our targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we have paid for the release of people. So it also, you know, I, I guess I couldn't imagine being in that position where you had somebody, a family member, somebody who's, and you're like, I don't care, pay whatever. Pay whatever. Right. But generally speaking, we used to be the country that we don't negotiate with terrorists. Right. Because once you do, there's always an expectation yeah, of payment. I, I hate to use the term incentive, but <clears throat> yeah. that's basically what it is. Yeah. So, but at least those two were released. I don't know all the details on that as of yet. Uh, Blinken says that there's still, I've seen 11, but he says 10 uh, Americans still unaccounted for, mm. whatever that means. Okay. If they're. If they got killed, if they're missing, or if they're hostages, um, so let's let's pray that all of them get released. Yeah. Um, the okay. So here's the breakdown as far as Biden at, when he addressed the nation. He's asking Congress for 106 billion dollars with a B. <sighs> we're, we're we're we are broke as a country. People don't realize this. I know you all do because I've been talking about this for seven years and you're really tuned into this stuff, but we just don't have the money for this stuff, um, especially for the Ukraine side of this. So here's the breakdown. And I told you this, I told you earlier this week because the original ask I thought was a hundred billion. Yeah. I well, told the you numbers were, keep just getting bigger and bigger yes. from when we started helping them to now even yeah. it's just bigger and bigger. Yeah, so I told you that you watch most of this money will be for Ukraine, but they'll put Israel in there because that will get most that'll get the most votes because people are so frustrated. And it's a package deal, so Yeah, so yeah. they do just do a straight up and down vote for and they won't. And that goes to show you that they're playing politics. Do a straight up and down vote. Well, they can't do any votes now because we don't have a speaker. Right. Um they're still battling to get a speaker. I assume they'll get one at some point here. Probably a Democrat or a Rhino <laughs> Republican which would be another sign that the Republican Party is just utterly worthless. But anyway, a whole other story there. Um, but anyway, the breakdown of the $106 billion, and I told you it would be mostly Ukraine, $61.4 billion for, for Ukraine. They love Ukraine. They love funneling mm-hmm. money over to this uh, endless pit over there. $14.3 billion supplemental funding for Israel, of which $10.6 billion is military aid. $13.6 billion for border protection, including $1.2 billion to counter fentanyl. Uh, okay. I, I assume that $13.6 billion is actually our border and not some other mm-hmm. country's border. Um, what's the other one? Funding would pay for 1,300 new border patrol agents, 1,600 asylum offices, and 375 immigration judge teams. And then $2 billion for countering PRC financing in developing countries. What, what is that? PRC. What is that? 
What's, what's in the developing PRC? countries? Look up PRC financing. I don't. I've never heard of that. Two billion for countering PRC financing in developing countries, and then nine billion for humanitarian assistance in Ukraine, Israel, and Gaza. I don't have a breakdown of the nine billion humanitarian assistance in Ukraine, Israel, and Gaza. My guess would be that it's seven billion for Ukraine and two billion every seven billion for Ukraine, one point five billion. This is just my guess: seven billion for Ukraine, one point five billion for Gaza, and five hundred. Uh, 500 million would go to Israel, right? I mean, that's yeah. how this breaks. Here, here's what they should do. When Congress, don't worry about it. We, who knows what their acronyms are, right? You could come yeah. up with anything. Um, here's what I would say. If Congress was functional, if we had a functioning uh, Washington, D.C., just put all these items up for individual vote. Right, right. And let it land where it lands. But no, they, they play politics with everything. With mm-hmm. everything. Uh, so in order for you to get... $13.6 billion for border protection, whatever that means, you've got to agree first, nope, you don't get that unless you spend send $6.4 billion, $61.4 billion to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Put it up for a vote. Joe, okay, Ukraine vote, $61.4 billion, yes or no? Yeah, right. Israel, 14.3, yes or no? 13.6 border protection, yes or no? Instead, they package it all because they right. know they can't get, they play politics with everything when they should just put this up for the vote. Our representatives in Congress are supposed to represent the people. Same thing in the Senate. So they will, they will bring to the floor and bring to the vote what the people of their districts, in theory, yeah. uh, want. Yeah. Right. And, well, and, and, and let it lie. Let the chips lie where they lie. And then no matter what, the, like these people that are put in a position to vote yes or no on this package deal, they can't win. Because if they say no, then someone's going to say, well, you didn't vote for the border help, you know, but if they say yes, they're going to say, well, you voted to help Ukraine. Yeah. And and so it's like, it's a no win situation. They put it in a no, they, they, they do it deliberately because they're, they're slimy. And I know I use that term a lot lately, but they're just so slimy instead of just putting it up as individual votes. That's, and maybe if. For example, we got Jim Jordan as a speaker because the president can, he has no, he, he can't, he's not submitting a bill. He's just saying, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And the funding appropriation is obviously supposed to go through Congress. They have the purse strings. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, although Biden can squeeze a, a million, a billion here or there, but to get 106 billion, you, you need to run it through Congress mm-hmm. and it goes to the House, goes to the Senate, then he's going to have to sign it. Um, if you have a good speaker, the speaker would, would strip these apart, mm-hmm. would rip all this apart and say, let's yeah. do individual votes. If you have a good speaker, I don't know if we're going to get to that point though. Right. It doesn't look <laughs> promising right now. Yeah. And that was the big news. The yeah, third vote for Jim Jordan yeah. went down. Lost, and then he's, lost more is support. he out now or no, he now says he's going to keep going. Oh, okay. Through the I, weekend I thought and, there was a behind closed doors vote yeah. that he, they didn't want him anymore. Well, he said yesterday that I'm not going to pursue it anymore. And then he, quickly backtracked and said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. Mm. Um, and let's see what we can come up with over the weekend. But there's a good 2022 holdouts that are like, I'm never voting for you ever, ever, ever. And that's kind of what the other side was doing. The freedom caucus side right. was saying, I'm never going to vote for. Well, they ultimately although, did though. Although they did. They eventually, after I think it was 15 rounds of voting, they voted for McCarthy. Yeah. You know, so they, they kind of held their nose and said, okay, cause you could only lose four or five. Right. So mm-hmm. they all pretty much fell in line eventually. Yeah. And went to McCarthy. So, you know what? McCarthy didn't work out. Well, then just, you know, you guys give this person because here's what they truly want. I told you this the other day. They would rather have a Democrat 
or a Republican in name only who's really a Democrat be the Speaker of the House than have a conservative. Right. Yeah. The last thing they want is a conservative. That's why you watch this process as it unfolds. You will see more proof that they're utterly worthless. The majority of them on the Republican side. That's why I left the Republican Party, because they would rather have a liberal Democrat than a true uh, tried and true tested conservative up there. And that Jim Jordan, I think really is that, is that person. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. They yeah. rather have that. That's how little they think of the traditional Republican values and conservative values. That's yeah, how it's going to pan I, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I know I'm right. I would bet at least a billion dollars on that. <laughs> if, I, if I, if I had a billion dollars, what was that old song? If I had a million dollars, yeah, that was million. <laughs> that was <at> million. <laughs> now you need like, if I had a billion dollars, yeah, I'd buy you a he, house. He'd buy you a yeah. house. I'd send it to Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, that's the, I'm sorry to sing today. I mean, we got in one show singing and goose calls. Yeah. Nice. You know, it's yeah. Friday. I it mean, is Friday. You know? Yeah. We try to, even on depressing news, we lighten up a little bit, lighten up, man. Let me tell you. Okay. Is that all of the, um, Middle East? Yeah details i've got that's about it for that um i already did a recap last hour on the congressional races here in arizona um oh we got some missed stuff um we talked earlier in the week about victoria's secret and victoria's secret has found out that uh i was going to use the word chicks in but i won't say that chicks with no uh dudes dudes in lingerie. Modeling lingerie doesn't sell. Yeah, some of you could fill in my sentence there. <laughs> uh, model, dudes with dude parts modeling lingerie that has very little lingerie. <laughs> very little material. <laughs> very little material, which I think you should get a discount on. You're getting like, come on. You know, they're using like what's left over from my underwear from, you know, trimming things off <laughs> to make the entire thing. You should get a discount. But anyway... They learned that um, people don't want that, and they've lost a ton of money. So they've decided to go, not go woke and to bring back the the chicks with the feathers. You know, yeah. We'll the, see the if it lasts. We'll I mean, see if it lasts. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes this is all a scam. Yeah. To try yeah. to reel you back in, but we forgot to mention another one. Um, this one's interesting because it's the um, NHL, right? National Hockey League. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was going on? People were putting things on their hockey sticks, like yeah. There's statements. This, there's this thing called Pride Tape. And it's like athletic tape. And it's not just the hockey league. It, it, it can be on bats or lacrosse sticks or whatever. And, mm. and players use it to for traction or, or whatever. So okay. the hockey players, some of them would wrap their the bottom of their stick, the part that hits the puck, in this pride tape, which is rainbow, um, you know, yeah. the rainbow flag yeah. tape. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I... I Okay. And uh, so anyway, the National Hockey League has now banned this tape, so it's not allowed to be used. And okay. they're saying, well, they can do whatever they want in their no, free they can't. time. No, and- they can't. Not not when you're an employee. You know, if you're an employee of an NHL or if you're an employee of the National Football League or whatever, you can say, well, this is our dress code, and you you should be able to spell out. Um, well, okay, let, let's take it this way: they have to wear a uniform, right? Right. They can't just yeah. wear pick yeah. some jersey and say, "Hey, I'm just gonna." You guys, we're we're white because we're the home team. I'm just I'm wearing a red jersey, you know, right. with yeah. with a, with a Superman. Well, logo they also on it. Um, they they used to have theme nights where in the pregame, like the warm up, they might have military appreciation yeah. or cancer awareness or Pride Night, and they would have like special jerseys they would wear in the warm up, and so they they got pushed back by people like players that are saying, "I don't want." 
to wear this jersey. Yeah. And mostly the pride jerseys were the problem. Okay. And so they've now said, well, we're not doing any specialty uniform things like that anymore either. We've ruined it all now. Right. right. And at first I was thinking about this and I'm like, who cares what tape they put on the hockey stick? I mean, really, you know, I, I, I mean, but then at the same time, it's like, well, if you don't put it on your stick, now you're a homophobe. Yeah. And, and it's the, yeah. it's the same if, old if like you, classic if, case if you don't of do the, yeah. the ribbon for cancer. You, you love cancer. Yeah. If you, you know, don't do like, this, yeah. then, then yeah. It, you, it must mean this. And and so it's it becomes a distraction, I think. Yeah. And and that's just they're like, we've had enough of this and we don't want the negative. Pre- I mean, they're getting negative press over this pride tape thing. No but, matter what. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have a general policy and it's sad that you have to do this in any of these situations that um, here's the uniform you get. To, I, w- I would spell out everything and say this is and you work for us. If you don't, you got a problem with that. Go to the other team mm-hmm, or go to the mm-hmm. other league or whatever. Yeah, because right. it just leads to the next thing to the next thing. I had a problem with, you know, they, used, they did this uh, downtown flag stuff of flying every flag, you know. Oh, right. And it's like, OK, if if you're if you're going to allow flying of a flag you find acceptable. And a lot, a lot of times it was a pride flag. It was this or that. Mm-hmm, right. And they would mm-hmm. do a flag a, a day practically. Right. Are you prepared for somebody under the um, under freedom of speech, under the First Amendment, to fly something objectionable? Right. You'll be like, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, because you have to be prepared for that. So then you get to a point where you say, you know what? The only flag allowed is the American flag. The yeah. only thing that you're allowed to wear as far as your, your uniform uh, is, you know, the jersey, the this, that, and the other thing. Or yeah. else it just, they take it. It's you distraction give a moose and it's not. Yeah. yeah it, and ultimately, it's it just, yeah, it, it yeah. backfires. Yeah. All right. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love to hear from you. Hey, if I'm selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, you know who I'd call, and that's Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. That's what Lucas and Aaron did. They had to move out of state. They needed to sell their property in parks. Uh, they heard about Kelly Broadus's great reputation. They decided to give her a call, and Kelly was able to land them a buyer in just a, a few weeks. Sold it at the perfect price. Now, Lucas and Aaron, they've, they've moved on into their new home state with no strings attached. Call Kelly Broadus right now. She'll be able to help you out. Uh, she was on the show yesterday, by the way. Uh, check out that podcast, please, because a lot of great information about mortgages and, and so much about what's going on in the market right now. 888-446-5602. Kelly Broadus at 888-446-5602. 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Hang tight. Back in a minute. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Now, here's why. Most insurance companies, they use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Now, when you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop on by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading, and it'll save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass before, as I have, you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointments necessary. 
necessary, just stop on in. Most chip repairs take 10 to 15 minutes. Remember, always call Diamond Auto Glass first, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Last hour, we were talking about the um, all the people moving here from California. Um, well worth listening back to, but I, I see it in traffic, especially on I-17. I mention this all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, yesterday, when I was coming down to the Verde Valley, this would be um, Thursday, um, Thursday morning. I forgot to mention this on the show yesterday. It must have been 9-something, 9, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. or so. Um, I saw the traffic's... Um, stacking up in the distance at mcguireville uh it, it was northbound like a, yeah northbound it was like a, and i was going southbound it's like a minivan or something and a semi and i guess a couple people died oh. uh, i don't know what happens uh, but traffic was backed up all the way to camp verde they were basically exiting pe- people at uh, mcguireville there i don't mm. know where where you go you had i guess you can go to back way through um page springs yeah. cornville and yeah. then up through Sedona. that's a long yeah. long loop yeah. there um but i was thinking of the just during the break, I was like, it, it would be nice if, if Arizona, you know, it's it's so mountainous and there's so many canyons and drop, drop-offs. drop It'd be nice if we had a, like, frontage road, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. or, and they've talked about making those crossovers. And I saw people where there was almost more accidents because people were crossing over kind of where the, the emergency U-turn thing is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People were crossing over to southbound I-17, but then you got to merge with traffic that's going 80 85 miles right. per hour and, yeah. and it's really hard from start from zero right um but yeah i don't know what the solution is because it's like if if only we had designed these roads and nobody anticipated arizona was going to grow like it did i guess but mm-hmm. we haven't seen any of those infrastructure improvements no, no. in northern arizona really um but if there's barely get we, the road paved yeah yeah we can't even get the road paved they're still finishing that up like right before it's only, it's only on the southbound one they're not done yeah. with it they well, didn't the do north, anything on the, the northbound all needs to be repaved too i know and they didn't like, do anything yeah so they still they got to finish like on the rim there mm-hmm. right before you start dropping down um but yeah we 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 live in a state that's growing so much and all these people want to come up from phoenix but they really haven't done any road improvements here there's no other way around yeah if you it, get it, into these there's accidents. the long way but it is a really really long way oh yeah yeah so i pfft, don't know what the solution there is because, and it is hard because you have to blast away to make it wide enough. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't know. There's no other way around though. Right. It would be nice if you could figure out, I, I don't know what the solution is. Like put a center road. Going yeah. Up, I know. Um, road or I something. think it might've been Bruce Sidlinger talked about that in Nebraska or somewhere. I want to say that has literally, I mean, I haven't seen this, but that's what he says. There's three interstate like there's like a north and a or no a east and a west maybe yeah. and then there's a third one that could be the be service used road for something yeah, or, or something. like if they're working on one road they can I mean you can get an emergency the third one yeah you can get an emergency vehicle yeah. through if if something goes wrong all right love your thoughts talk with Jeff at iCloud.com wrapping up a, a very busy week uh, if you have not subscribed to the podcast please do that look up Orvitz on your favorite podcast provider and hit that subscribe button. All right, Timberline Firearms and Training. I mentioned them earlier because we got a couple new shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen got a 20-gauge 
from Timberline, mm-hmm. and um, we go the out there quite a bit. 410 also. Yeah, 410 as well, which ain't big enough for what we're doing this, this right. Monday, but great dub, for Dove. Yeah. And easy gun to handle for someone younger. But look, they've got a lot of great training courses there for you. Uh, give them a call. We got, I mean, Christmas is going to be here before you know it. Buy your yeah. significant other a concealed carry course or introduction to handguns or first shots program. Or if you're if you're really spending some big big bucks, you can sign them up for the uh, free stop the bleed course. <laughs> hey, look what I got you, hun. <laughs> That's free. I course. spent all this money. Anyway, call up Timberline Firearms and Training. Hey, if you, it might save a life. Yeah. you know, and, yeah, that, and that, that's how much priceless, is that worth? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Nine two eight. 526-7900, or take a quick drive just five minutes north um, the Flagstaff Mall there. Uh, let's see, who else we got here? Our great sponsors. Whenever we do the show remotely, I just got such a small screen. Desert Gold Exchange. <laughs> um, get your firearm from Timberline Firearms and training first, and a safe, mm-hmm. and then call Desert Gold Exchange and... You could put some stuff in there, mm-hmm. right? Um, Desert Gold Exchange deals exclusively in physical gold and silver. Um, look, we've been buying physical gold and silver for years. I want you to educate yourself, though. See if this is right for you. It's been right for my family. I'll tell you what to do when it comes to investing, but educate yourself. So call them up and ask for a free investor's kit. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show. They'll send that up to you. Justin and his family-run company, they'll answer all your questions and get you the best price out there on physical gold and silver. 888-852-4343. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. I was just reading an article. I can't remember which fire department it was. Somewhere down in Phoenix, you know that that place that now has over. What'd you say? Five five million. Five million. Five million people. Um, they're trying to have to figure out how to put out. Electric car fires. Oh, you know, really? Because this is kind of a new thing, you know. I mean, it's really up until, what, last year, year before, past couple of years, there was like, you'd see like, oh, there's a Tesla. That's like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was Bruce's car. Bruce Siblinger yeah. was like mm-hmm. the only Tesla in Flagstaff for a long time. <laughs> right? I mean, you just didn't oh, see yeah. much. Right. So yeah. nobody really thought about the the challenges of, an, a, 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 I guess, a, a battery fire, an electrical fire. Right. So they're talking about one that they had to put out that was like, they had to dump like 5,000 gallons of water on it. But, you know, water, when it comes to electrical fires or battery type, chemical type fires, that's not always the best solution. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because it's like, it's, it's just this whole new thing that they're going to have to gear up towards. So they're looking at like, do we have... Um, 
like this, there's a dog by my feet. It's all tangled up. Um, do we have to get like some kind of foam chemical spray? And then they were also looking at like these big, like coated blankets to go. You know, and I'm to, thinking like, like put over it. Yeah, like okay. like 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 a grease fire. Like to starve it of oxygen or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, you know, when you get a grease fire, your instinct is you know pour water on things when they're burning, right? right? But mm-hmm. then, of course, that causes a larger fire. You got to throw a, a towel or something. Or, mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, they're they're like, hey, do we cover up these cars and actually try to stop the fire? Another thing that they're doing is like putting it in a dumpster, but it'd have to be a small electric car, you know. And then another thing, they're like, well, we can bury it. <laughs> so, Wait, how many cars are catching on fire? I mean, that's the I, real issue here. Yeah, well, I guess that's. I don't know. I mean, when it happens, you hear about it. I mean, in fairness. Gasoline other cars, cars catch, catch on, fire, on too. fire too so it's just that there aren't a lot of electric vehicles so when one's burning beside the road you know it's like oh there's mm-hmm. an ev that's on fire and as we get more of these maybe but i think this market's really crashing it does present a new challenge for fire department folks you know to, yeah how do we put this dang fire yeah out? Oh. i was talking <laughs> to someone recently how because you've talked about the teslas in particular on the show a lot and, mm. and you always quote the hundred thousand dollar price or or whatever, and then you you get emails that are like, "No, I got mine for forty thousand or yeah. fifty. Yeah, I was they ta- sound like that too. That's yeah. how it pictures. I was t- I was talking <laughs> to someone recently who had a new one, and she paid. I want to say it was a hundred and thirty eight thousand. Yes, but then they lowered the price on her. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like the next model or, yeah, or whatever was, came out, and so yeah. that, that's why the conversation started. But I'm thinking, okay, no, they're, yeah, they're not all forty, fifty thousand, or even a hundred thousand. Some of them are close to one forty. Yeah, the higher end models now. E, um, Tesla, Elon Musk, they had an earnings miss. They did less than they thought. And they're kind of blaming it on they have this massive EV truck that's coming out that they've been working on for years. And I was reading an interview that he did. He's like, well, coming up with prototypes and one-offs is one thing, but mass producing something, and they're going to start mass producing this pickup truck, mm-hmm. which to me looks a little too space age. I just don't like the look. It looks like a, De- a DeLorean truck. You know, it's like stainless mm-hmm. steel. Um, they're going to start mass producing that. It's going to be really expensive, I think. And they're having trouble. He's like, just mass producing something to get everything to fit together consistently is. He admitted they're just having challenges mm-hmm. with, with doing that. I don't know. A truck, an EV truck, would be okay. In the the only advantage I could see in the forest is the clearance. You don't have the drivetrain under there. The 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 um um. I mean, I'm forgetting all the names now, but you don't. So, like, you, if you're driving on a rocky situation, yeah, 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 or, you're not going to bottom yeah, out. Uh-huh. You know, so it's like or that, puncture the gas tank or or whatever. Yeah, I guess that's less of a risk than hitting the you know the drive shaft or mm-hmm. whatever the um, axles or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's that. Could, but I, I I think I'll pass. <laughs> I think I'm good. Although my truck's been breaking. Yeah, what's lot. better, um, not scraping the bottom or getting stranded in the forest because it won't start or <laughs> you, you, you ran out of electric? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Now earlier in the week. There's nowhere to charge out in the forest. Yeah, there's no. We need more charging ports for the <laughs> biomass gatherers, right? I mean, the yeah. people that are collecting biomass in the forest with their EV cars and trucks need to be treated equitably. Mm-hmm. That'll be the next thing, right? Yeah. I got a text from Mark Howitt there. I think he's in there on his bike trip. He's sending me some pictures. So it sounds like he's mm-hmm. having a fun time out oh, there cool. biking around uh, the canals. The, Probably a good time of year to do it. Yeah, nice time of yeah. the year for the weather. Um, the drained out uh, shipping canals from like the 1800s. Hmm. They used to bring things down from like the Great Lakes and they had this whole canal system. 
with our energy policy and stuff, we're going to be probably going back to that pretty soon. You got a comment there. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love your comments. Get those in anytime. Yeah. So Wanda wrote in, just wanted to wish you and Owen great success in your future goose geese hunting. It was fun to hear you and Angela talking about it. You sounded like an excited kid on Christmas morning. (laughs) He he kind of is. I tend to. This is good stuff here. I tend to overdo things. (laughs) Just a little bit. Like, I don't know. I've always been like that. So when we're going to do something, I mean, I got a buddy of mine who's going to be in the same area and um, gotten to know him over the past couple of months. And he's a serious uh, duck and goose hunter. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him that, and he may be listening. um, I told him that I was going to have, I got like six decoys and like, we're going to do like a dozen silhouettes. They're called. It's just basically cutouts to cardboard type cutout type things. Yeah. Um, and I didn't order them. I decided to hand make them because no, it's, it, you, this is not You cheap. haven't made a single one. Well, I have yeah, handmade yeah. them. Uh, just like Elon Musk hasn't put a door <laughs> on the, the EV truck or something. I, I tend to delegate things. I'll, I'll, I'll do the stands, right? Um, so they're out there with production line, you know, making these out of cardboard. Probably rain. <laughs> There's yeah. these soggy, wet mess out there. Um, and they're painting them and everything to try to trick the, the, the geese to come in. And then we've got the, the call. Yeah. You know, of course, <laughs> it sounds awful. Um, but this this you know guy I know that's also hunting. I'm like, well, how many are you putting out? He's like, I don't know, like 150, 150 decoys. Yeah. So <laughs> I tend to overdo things, but it sounds like he might be hitting that. Yeah, he's that on a well. whole nother level. Yeah, he's like, I think. A, he's on a whole nother level, and I I might just be like buying geese from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, um, but no, I tend to tend to overdo things and. But I appreciate that. It's like, we'll do this for the next few weeks or a couple months. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be moving on to the next thing and then start it all over again. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about here? Is the... So you were mentioning the DeLorean earlier. Yes. Because like, you like to mention that the whole time machine yeah. and stuff like that. Step into the 88. So I was reading just recently that um, somewhere like in Wisconsin or somewhere, uh, I don't know, some people unearthed a DeLorean that's been sitting in a a garage or a barn or something like literally since you know the 80s when it was out it's got 900 something miles on it and that's it wow but it's been so long it's like it was sinking into the ground Hmm. so i don't know that it's does it work uh drivable or or but but the people are like there's only so many of these made and it was only for three years or whatever whatever it was there's only yeah a couple yeah it was like 100 made yeah and um And anyway, these people found it and they're just so excited because it's just such a rare find, especially one with such a low mileage and you know it's been sitting there for decades. Yeah, I wonder, did it rust? I mean, the body was made out of stainless steel, um, yeah. but still, I wonder if it, it fallen apart. Or- yeah. So I think they were going to use it for parts or something. I, I think this for was a, a company that um, rehabs and stuff, DeLoreans, works on DeLoreans a lot. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting car and way ahead of its yeah, time yeah. for sure. I mean, it, it, kind of like the Tesla reminds me of that, especially ones with the doors that go up yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that you hit your head on and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. They haven't solved that problem, yeah. but you still hit your head on the dang thing. Yeah, I take it to I mean, that's that was made famous in Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One, on the electric cars, there was this, did I mention the one in New Mexico where they were going, that Grisham, that horrible, horrible governor's zero emission which is just stupid. She wants their whole fleet to be and signed an executive dictator order that by 2035, the entire fleet, like the state fleet, mm-hmm. is going to be EV. Or by like 35? 35, yeah, okay. which so 10 years from now, essentially, a little more. Um, 
going to go all EV and what they call zero emission, which is such a scam. Okay, so they have a plan of what the the, the fleet to be all EV. Do they have a plan for the in- infrastructure to support all these EV? Oh, no, no, no. That, that's just, that'll happen later. You do that with a follow-up executive order. Uh, okay. And you say, okay, we're going to have to have charging ports every 150, 200 miles. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're going to have to have a place. Well, what about... Um, New Mexico, there's a lot of places where they got to plow a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Are they going EV plows yeah, too? That's going to be yeah. oh, that's going to be fun. Because it's always funny to me that they have and they've got goals and it's that that's fine, but there has to be a way to get to their goal, like, like a an plan, goal. you know, and to make it so that yeah, this is what we need to do in the next twelve years she to make this care. possible. She don't care. She'll, well, she's she not won't be governor be by then. She's she's like all these other sociopath, egomaniac, you know. Yeah. Um, slimy politicians. She thinks she's going to be president or yeah. senator. And that just looks kind of, good. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah. I, Whether I or not it works doesn't matter. Whether or not it works It's irrelevant. Matter. But no, I think about all this. You're going to go zero emission, which is a crock, and you're going to go all EV. Yeah. Okay, good luck with your with your plows. Good luck with your fire trucks, your mm-hmm. ambulances. Um, you name it. You know, yeah. you go down the road, down the line of the vehicles that actually keep society running that are probably all probably all diesel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably all diesel. So good luck with all that. We'll yeah. We camped in check. the mountains there a couple summers ago, and I think we were about 9,000 feet oh, yeah. Yeah, up they, in the mountains. Plastered. And there. it's like, yeah, how much snow do uh, they Taos, get? Taos and, area. And, yeah. And, and it's obviously uphill to get up there. And, you yeah. know, you're talking if you have an emergency or something up there. Good yeah. Luck. You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> there was a lot of turkey up there, actually. There was wild turkeys yeah, there. Wild turkey all yeah. over the place. All right. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send in a comment. All right, uh, ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. You need your carpets cleaned. You need your tile cleaned. You need the fabric on your couches, maybe your RV, your vehicles. They'll do all that. Uh, ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. That's ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Uh, enter in promo code FALL15. Save 15 bucks. Makes sense, right? FALL15, capital FALL, F-A-L-L, 15, when you go to zero res northern arizona.com or give them a call tell you about their great system uh eight nine two eight three seven eight 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 nine two eight three seven eight 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 give glenn least at wt wealth management a call why don't you talk to him about his woke mitigation portfolio i just love saying that i think that's pretty cool um you hear from glenn on this program quite a bit he does a really good job of Bringing it down to, you know, my level, quite frankly, when it comes to uh, not just stocks, but the financial markets. And we talk bonds, real estate, interest rates. Uh, Glenn will talk to you and look at your portfolio. He can look at your individual situation, see if he's the right fit for you. He's been a good fit for my family. You know, I tell you, hey, seek out counsel when it comes to investing, of course. Um, But I appreciate that he shares a lot of my same values. Here's his number, 928-225-2474, 928-225-2474. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show 
Rob wrote in. You can email talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. Apparently, council just voted to cancel one point. I assume he's talking about Flagstaff City Council. Uh, cancel $1.4 million in overdue library fines. They still do that? <laughs> you know, to, anyways, you know, to teach kids responsibility. I don't think that's just kids, though, because that's, you're not talking school well, library. Well, that's something from like that's, 20 um, years ago. Yeah. It never got returned. I may and have the one book of those. Is, to- is gone. <laughs> they still have libraries? Oh, that's <laughs> I just... didn't know they still have overdue fines. Yeah. Do they actually? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just uncollectible at this point. Well, what do you, wait, I mean, I don't get the fines thing. You go check out a book in the library. If very few, I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I know mm-hmm. I see the library charge on the tax property. We tax pay bill. a lot for it. I yeah, know that. I mean, that is, <laughs> these are special libraries here. Um, maybe if we go back to canals in Pennsylvania where they're shipping stuff that way, we'd be like, I wish we had a library to go yeah. to. But anyway, what you, okay. You don't bring it back and they have a fine. Yeah, I think, I mean, I always thought if it was late, you know, because you check it out, they give you a due date. Why is and, there a due date? Isn't and if whole... you don't renew it, if you just don't bring it back, they hit you with a fine. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's one, what like it, a late one point something million dollars in library fines. That's, that's Yeah, I need to know more details before I kind of cast judgment yeah. on that. Because well, what, what? how yeah. many people is that? How, not, what are we talking? These are old debts. It's probably, and I remember when I was on the council, we'd write off things. It's like, we, this is not, it's $5 here. It's, it, and you just it's can't collect it. It's not worth the time to collect. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of times what they do when they write off those debts is they also sell it to a debt collection agency and they'll just buy the whole bundle for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And then You've made a little bit at least, and they take the risk of trying to actually collect. I don't know about library funds, yeah. though, because you're yeah. probably not garnishing somebody's wages over, over $3.32 library fee for a book you didn't return. Well, or a book that's so outdated that they wouldn't want it back anyway because no one else would check <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, is this is this even a relevant book? at the? Yeah, yeah do you I mean, even like, want the book back at this point? Do you want the book point? from like Pat Buchanan back in the 90s? Because <laughs> who's going to check it out and read it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The um, I mean, what, was, come on. what was Pat Buchanan's party there? The uh, Reform Party. <laughs> it's like the Reform Party is is going to grow, and <laughs> there's finally somewhere to go. If you're a Republican, you can join the Reform Party. That, <laughs> oh, we're still waiting for that. Maybe we should get that book. Actually, yeah, I like Pat. Pat Buchanan would have been in, that would have been just fine with me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just always remember him on on, on uh, McLaughlin. Group. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wrong. Yeah. The answer (laughs) answer is. (laughs) Well, everybody, I hope you all have a great weekend and uh, enjoy it out there. We'll see you back here Monday. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started FlagstaffForLease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number four, Lease.com. That's FlagstaffForLease.com. We've got everything from one to four-bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single-room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at FlagstaffForLease.com or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff4Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. 